Real Shirt Report podcast. We're still in uh, Boracay, Philippines, vacation winding down. Jaguars have lost two in a row. We we did get it. We did get the stream of the Cleveland game, and Cleveland won the game thirty-one to twenty-seven. Keep in mind where I'm located. I'm having to wake up in the middle of the night here to watch the game. Um, I think I woke up at was it two thirty in the morning. Uh, three o'clock Boracay time of the games, like in the third quarter. Now, quickly, I figured out that the Jags got off to a bad start. Trevor Lawrence threw three interceptions. He, but you, you heard what I said. Trevor Lawrence threw three interceptions, so he played. He played the entire game. I knew in that press conference, going back to what last Wednesday or Thursday, that this joker is going to play. And I, I mentioned that during the podcast. Then, you know, the last podcast before this one, I said, you know, he may not play. If the doctors tell him not to play. Maybe he sits out one. C.J. Beathard plays. Maybe C.J. would protect the football a little bit better, but Trevor gives you that chance of winning. Trevor, you know, threw three interceptions. However, Trevor came back through two touchdown passes in this game to Evan Ingram. The, the, the kid never gave up. He never gave up. He's playing on a high ankle sprain. He threw a touchdown pass to rookie. This guy is becoming a pretty good player. Parker Washington, rookie out of Penn State. He was like a fifth or sixth round draft pick. I need to go ahead and look that up now. We're brought to you by uh, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in uh, North Florida. I'm just going to pull up the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars draft class in this year 2023 going back to the late april draft because this guy has turned out to be a pretty good pick so far he caught a touchdown pass against cincinnati I, you know i know we lost that game at home on monday night football trevor on a high ankle sprain comes back and plays six days later you know you got to really uh take your head off to trevor lawrence again we're we're brought to you by saucer realty and capital for your real estate needs in North Florida and surrounding areas, go to our website, Big J, one letter J, BigJReport.com, BigJReport.com. And, you know, the cool the cool thing about it, let's see, the Jags. Okay. You know, Ventro Miller was a fourth-round selection from Florida. He got hurt. I believe he's on IR now. I think Ventrell's out for the year. Um, haven't heard much out of Tyler Lacey, the defensive end at Oklahoma in the fourth round. Um, Antonio Johnson, a fifth round pick out of Texas A&M, a safety. He's played a lot. He's probably going to play a lot more. The Jags have been getting, um, some guys hurt. Andre Sisco got hurt in this game against Cleveland. And, um, the offensive line, I look up late in the game and he got Shadley in there. Um. Uh, uh, what's his name? Hints, Hans. He he's in the game. Parker Washington was actually a round six draft pick. Round six, not five. I think I might have said five at one time, but he was a six round draft pick. And this was a pick the Jags had got from the Jets, and they turned it into rookie wide receiver from Penn State, Parker Washington. He's got two touchdown catches as a rookie last year or last week, last Monday against Cincinnati. On Monday Night Football, in the des- really decimating loss, and it actually proved to 
everybody thought what was more of a decimating loss besides the game was losing Trevor Lawrence, and now he's back six days later. He's playing the game in Cleveland against really the mighty Cleveland Browns defense, which is pretty good. Cleveland had guys going down with injuries in this game as well. Um, so, again, I, I do want to remark that Parker Washington's a six-round pick, good draft pick by the Jaguars, number 185 overall. What do you do with a six-round pick? Well, he makes the team. He's on a rookie deal. You're not paying him much money. And when your starter, Christian Kirk, the guy you're paying millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to goes down, you got to have this guy as a backup. And what has he done? He's done well. Two touchdowns in the last two weeks. Now, the touchdown, the absolute touchdown against Cleveland in today's game on Sunday, December the 10th, was a big-time catch. It was also a big-time throw by one Jaguars quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, but a really big-time catch. It was a very good throw, but even a better catch. Parker Washington, man, that was a – if you watch the highlight on it, he made us a really solid and good catch on that ball. Parker Washington, man, he can play for me every week. Um, you got to remember – some of these free agent guys you're paying a lot of money to, they're only going to be around a couple of years. So you're going to have to get these wide receivers from the draft, the offensive linemen. The Jaguars are going through offensive linemen like musical chairs with injuries. Lance and Shadley both in there in the fourth quarter. Cam Robinson, the left tackle's out. He's been out for, you know, what, at least two or three weeks. So, and we said when he got hurt, he'd probably miss. You know, we thought maybe he'd come back in, you know, I don't know, uh, four to six weeks, two to four weeks. Uh, we'll see if Cam – I think Cam can be back by the playoffs. Does he get back before the regular season ends? That is a question. This is a big year for, for Cam, Cam Robinson, so I'm sure he's going to want to get back as quick as he can. That requires a lot of work, rehabilitation, et cetera. In any event, if I didn't give you the score, the Jaguars lose this one to Cleveland in Cleveland. Cleveland 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 27. Trevor Lawrence threw uh, three interceptions. I think the Jags had a fumble, too, so they had four apple turnovers. They gave on a platter to Cleveland. Cleveland had some turnovers, too. The Jags' defense not playing very good football. You know, you score 27 points, you should still, in a sense, win today's game. You score 31 points last week at home against Cincinnati, and essentially you should win that game. The defense, they've kind of let us down the last couple of weeks. Again, we're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. Remember, it's Larry Saucer. Larry and I have been having some pretty good conversations about UF football, Florida Gator football. Larry's kind of of the opinion Napier. He, he says he's, he's pulling for Napier, just like me. We're both pulling for Coach Billy Napier. However, if Napier has a, I can guarantee you this: if Napier has a it has another if he has a losing season next year, I think he's gone. I had an interesting, I had uh, an interesting comment in the Facebook group, um, and I'm going to hold that thought because I want to look up the person that made the comment because it was a very good comment to consider the Arizona coach as a possible future head coach 
Urban Meyer's kind of banding about. He's on the Buddy Martin show, and there's rumors going around. Maybe Urban comes back if, if Billy gets fired next year. Billy's not going to get fired this year, but he could get fired next year if he has another losing season. Again, we're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. See Larry Saucer, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, Saucer Realty and Capital. Great internet radio is out there. And people tell me, man, there's a lot of great internet radio out there. What's a good internet radio station to listen to? I, I can give you one right now, LakeUfallahits.com. Not because they're our sponsor, because we, you know, we love our sponsors, but the variety they offer, they're just not the same thing all the time. I mean, they got identifiable, recognizable hits. If you have a business office, you can put the music up in your office. And no, these are recognizable and identifiable hits Monday through Friday morning to afternoon. Hits 2000s each Monday through Friday evening. Now, your business probably isn't open late at night, but if you want to kind of let your hair down and listen to some, you know, rock classics, midnight rock, midnight central time, one o'clock a.m. Eastern time for LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio. They do have rock Saturdays as well. That's LakeUfallahits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. Don't forget to, you know, catch up with uh, Mad Max and get your request in. You know, whether it's a classic rock song, a music pop classic from years gone by, Max plays John Lennon, uh, Leonard Skinner. Max is really a aficionado of Leonard Skinner. And, and, and heck, I'm, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, and I think Max knows more about Leonard Skinner than I do. And he's, you know, he was from up in Georgia. You know, he's from that Georgia-Alabama border. And uh, Mad Max is also our Georgia Bulldog football insider. But the Mad Max Mix, great show. You can go to Max's website at madmaxmix.weebly.com. Or, better yet, go to our website, and you can click the link. You'll get to the website in the show easily. Go to bigjreport.com, bigjreport.com. Um, by the way, you can scroll our homepage for the high school football scoreboard. Been a lot, a lot of, uh, uh, Florida, state of Florida, high school, state high school football playoff games going on. And we've got the majority of them up on our bigjreport.com high school football scoreboard on the homepage for Mad Max's show, Mad Max's, uh, Wednesday night the Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Quest Show from 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 o'clock to uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time on Wednesday nights. Go to madmaxmix.weebly.com. Or better yet, go to an easy-to-click-on link at bigjreport.com in the Neighbors 2 section or the Outside the Box section. I recommend you go to the Outside the Box section, scroll the page, and you'll find an article about some of the music Mad Max plays when the show is on. And, of course, there's an easy-to-click-on link at the conclusion or, you know, bottom bottom part of the article. So those are our sponsors. Also, you if you want to follow the XFL Today, you can do it at xfltoday.net. Merger talks going on. The XFL, the USFL, the two premium spring football leagues are merging. They will start playing on March 30th is when their games will start. They still got a lot of things to to go through and sift through between now and when they start playing. Uh, 
Um, I believe Fox Sports, as I looked it up, I believe Fox Sports owns the USFL. Meanwhile, the uh, XFL is owned by The Rock, Danny Garcia and Redbird. So they're kind of merging together into one entity, as we're told. Go to XFL. Uh, xfltoday.net that's xfltoday.net and check it out check out the uh, the info the latest on the uh, xfl usfl merger at xfltoday.net you're listening to the teal shirt report podcast Uh, this is episode show uh, number 84 the podcast jaguars losing in cleveland the Cleveland Browns, the Brownies got off to a good start in this one. Um, you know, I wake up, Jags behind. The Jags were losing 14 to nothing. They started coming back. You know, the Browns were staying at least a touchdown or two ahead of the Jaguars most of the day. But the Jags got off to a slow start, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, throwing up uh, three interceptions to start the game. But he was in the game, right? Um, Jacksonville Jaguars now eight and five. They really, I think the Jags need at least three more wins, in my opinion, to win the division, even though the other, uh, most of the other AFC South teams lost today on Sunday, December the 10th. We'll check some of the other scores too. NFL football, Cleveland Browns 31, Jacksonville Jaguars 27. Uh, there was a big TD catch in the game. By Parker Washington, Evan Ingram had two touchdown catches too. So while you see Trevor Lawrence threw three interceptions, he battled, he battled back. He really did. He battled back, kept the Jaguars close, kept them in a situation where they were in the game in the fourth quarter, you know, until the defense, you know, had some issues. And, you know, there was there was one – there was one play, the Jags had a third down, was it third down and six? No, a fourth down and six, and it looked like Adam Gotts has jumped offside, just a boneheaded play, and I like the guy, but a boneheaded play this particular time by Adam Gotts. I think another another player may have jumped offside on the same play, but, man, that was, a, that was actually a fourth down. That was a – was that a fourth down and six? Yeah, and then it went fourth and one. Then Cleveland was was able to uh, run for the first down. And on that play that they ran for the first down, I'm looking at Trayvon Walker. Trayvon is tackling the guy kind of low, man. If if Trayvon had been there quicker, could have hit the guy up high. Maybe he could have stopped the guy short of the first down. That's just me out loud thinking. I don't have a whole lot against Trayvon. Seems like he's played much in my opinion, he's played much harder uh, off and on, though. But he's played much harder over the last, you know, say, three weeks of the season. However, you know, however, um, Trayvon could not catch that old man Flacco. He's chasing him down, trying to get a sack. No, Flacco gets rid of the ball. Can you believe it? Flacco, the old Ravens quarterback, he's played for the Jets. I don't think he was playing for anybody when Cleveland called him this time or when Cleveland just called him to play quarterback. So Flacco had really a good game early on. He looked kind of bad to me in the fourth quarter, but Cleveland still won the game. Cleveland Browns 
Cleveland Browns 31, Jacksonville Jaguars 27, uh, the final score. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We do need to check stats on this game. We're going to check North Florida Entertainment as well. Again, the Jaguars lose to Cleveland. Cleveland Browns 31, Jacksonville Jaguars 27. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence playing and did play today, but he threw three interceptions early in the game. Uh, he did come back and throw three touchdown passes. Two to two, two two of the touchdown passes were to Evan Ingram and one to rookie wide receiver, six-round pick out of Penn State, Parker Washington. So Lawrence, that's a big story. Trevor Lawrence played today, but he did throw three interceptions earlier, early in the game, I should say. Jaguars played um, some backups across the offensive line. Um, they did. Um, so that was kind of tough. I mean, you're playing some, you know, you've signed these guys or you've traded for these guys. Blake Hance. Um, let's see, Blake Hance. And by the way, uh, David Njoku had two touchdowns, um, got the Browns ahead early in the game. And then he got kind of quiet late in the game himself. Blake Andrew Hance, backup for the Jacksonville Jaguars at guard. Heck, he was in there. He was in there playing in the fourth quarter. So you got your backups playing. That. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This guy, Blake Hance, has been around for a while, primarily as a backup since 2019. He's played for the Buffalo Bills, played for the Washington Redskins back in 2019, some when they were actually called the Redskins. Um, and he's been with the Jaguars. He's been with the Jacksonville Jaguars now for the last two years. Had a cup of coffee with the Jets, it looks like. Cleveland, the 49ers. The picture I see of him is in a Cleveland uniform. But he's playing for the Jags today in the fourth quarter. So you got Blake Hance in there, Tyler Shadley both in there at the same time. You got backups playing across the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line. And I glanced at the stats for a moment. I believe Trevor got sacked four times in this game. Man, you hate to see Trevor Lawrence get sacked, especially when he's got a high ankle sprain. We're going to talk more Jaguars football, North Florida Entertainment coming up. I'll actually uh, you know, take a, an eye look, uh, peel my eyes, and uh, look at the stats here in a moment. We'll take a look at the official stats. Jaguars lose to Cleveland. Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. The Brownies beat the Jaguars. Cleveland was a three-point favorite. They won the game by four. Doug Peterson on the last touchdown tried to go for two points. Gaylor tells me the reason why they did that is because the Jags are too injured to have to probably play more football in overtime if an overtime had to come up. They played overtime football with uh, Cincinnati last week and lost that one. Also, an opinion that Gaylor and I kind of expressed to each other was as bad as Trevor through the interceptions early in the game, he played really good throwing the touchdown passes, you know, later in the game. And it's uh, it's major that he was even able to play in this game, right? But I, I think our conversation turned to defense. The Jags scored 27 points today and a loss to Cleveland. A lot of weeks, that's enough points to win. Jaguars scored 31 points against Cincinnati last week. And most weeks, that's enough points to win. The Jaguars' defense has been kind of letting us down. 
I understand the Jaguars also have some injuries on on defense, like Andre Sisco, I believe, got hurt in this game. And uh, we'll talk more about it. And we also have, uh, remember, we've got North Florida Entertainment coming up as well. Jags lose to Cleveland in Cleveland. Cleveland Browns 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 on Sunday, December the 10th. We'll take a look at the stats and the AFC South standings coming up as the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 84 will continue. We're going to continue along episode uh, show 84. I was trying to player wears 84 for the Jaguars. Um, number 84, Jacksonville Jaguars. I should know that right off the bat, too. Um, i tell you what. There was a number 84 that played a few years ago. I remember... I remember that guy that played 84 for the Jaguars. Was it Cecil Shorts? Was that the guy's name? He played wide receiver several years ago for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good player. And I remember Dave Codwell uh, in the early part of his GM stint with the Jaguars said, we, we want to get Cecil re-signed. Um, they never did that. I think he's the last 84 I remember. Now, maybe there's an 84 on the current roster. We'll try to try to find that out. Um, Cecil Shorts played for the Jaguars. He did wear 84. I'm looking at one of his old pictures with his 84 jersey. And uh, that was Cecil. Gosh, I never knew his middle name. Cecil Carlon Shorts. Born in 1987. How about that? Um, you know, Shorts at this moment is not playing football. He um, played with it. I believe he played with the Texans for a short time. Certainly he's retired from football now, but um, Cecil Schwartz wore number 84 and he was a good player, good wide receiver for the Jaguars. Probably one of the better wide receivers the Jaguars had after, you know, certainly not up there in the stratosphere uh, or the stratosphere is uh, as Jimmy Smith or Keenan Bacardo, but Cecil Schwartz was a pretty good player for the Jaguars uh, for a brief amount of time, and uh, he did play for the Texans. That may have been the last team he played for. Cecil Schwartz, former former American football wide receiver. Uh, he attended uh, Collinwood High School in Cleveland and later the University of Mount Union. He was one of those small market guys that the Jaguars loved to to draft. I think when Gene, Gene Smith was a GM, so I believe he was drafted by Gene Smith. So he was kind of inherited by GM Dave Codwell, and Dave liked him and talked like he wanted to re-sign him, and then uh, he never did. And um, Cecil Shorts, uh, you know, went on to, you know, play for some other teams, as you know, but he was a good player. Number 84, Cecil Shorts, formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars, now retired from football, we'll salute Cecil Shorts, number 84, today on episode show number 84. We have never gotten to 84. 
during our four years of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So, hey, we've done more episodes for you in 2023 than we've ever done. We normally get to 82 and Jimmy Smith, but we've gotten to number 84 and Cecil Shorts. Um, okay, I just got a note from, um, I got a cool note just now from our contributor and correspondent and supporter of the podcast, John Gaylor. And I forgot about this guy, Reggie Bartlow, who's been a head coach in the XFL. He wore number number 84, right? Reggie Barlow. You know, Reggie was a pretty good player with the Jaguars special teamer, returned punts. He did have a, a, a very bad fumble in one of the playoff games for the Jaguars on a on a it was either a it was either a kickoff return or a punt return. We'll have to explore that later. But Reggie Barlow, pretty good player, turned out to be a good coach. Last I heard he was coaching in the XFL. Reggie Barlow wore number 84 in the 1990s. So Reggie Barlow was the early number 1984. I'm sorry. Reggie Barlow was the early number 84 back in the 1990s. And then Cecil Shorts in the 2000s. Um, and that would have been, I think he was drafted by Gene Smith out of the small college we mentioned. And then, you know, he was inherited by Dave Codwell. I'm pretty sure he played for the Jags for at least a couple of years after Dave Codwell became the GM for a year or two anyway. So a couple of, a couple of 84s, Reggie Barlow, and then later on, uh, Cecil Shorts, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll go right, let's go right to the, uh, stats that we've got them. Um, for today's game, we will pull, we will actually pull up the stats. I had them pulled up a moment ago. Um, let's go ahead and pull up the uh, stats of today's game. Sunday, December the 10th, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, playing the Cleveland Browns. Browns win the game 31-27. Trevor Lawrence, did he throw it 50 times? He did on a, on a high ankle sprain. Trevor threw the ball 55-0, but the Jags were always coming from behind in this one, so this was a game you were going to throw the ball more. Trevor Lawrence, 28 out of 50, 257 yards passing, three critical interceptions early in the game, but then Trevor came back with three touchdown passes, uh, threw two to Evan Ingram, uh, and then rookie Parker Washington, six-round pick in 2023 out of – Penn State caught a touchdown pass. He called one last week, too. So Trevor had, you know, he, he had a comeback day where, and he's Trevor's done this before. He's had a couple interceptions early, in this case, three interceptions, came back and atoned for it with some touchdown passes. A guy on a high ankle sprain making 50 throws in today's game. Um, ETN, let's see, ETN had a touchdown in the game also. Jags should have won this game. They scored enough points. What's going on with the defense? Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars had 20 first downs in the game. The Browns had 16. So the Jags did have more first downs than the Browns. Uh, turnovers were critical. The three interceptions by you know Trevor Lawrence early in the game. Browns had one interception, I believe, that they, their quarterback threw. Let's check Blacko stats. The old man. Three hundred and eleven yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. Flacco was 
26, it looks like 26 out of 45. Uh, Joe Flacco, 26 out of 45. Heck, I remembered his first name there. Joe Flacco, quarterback, filling in for the Cleveland Browns. They, I think he was just at home, and they called him at home, and he came back to play another year in the NFL. So Joe Flacco, uh, 26 out of 45, 311 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Trayvon Walker, very frustrating to me because he's chasing, chasing. He can't catch the old guy. Joe Flacco, give Joe some credit. So we'll take a look at some more stats. Um, I think we're going to find when we take a look at um, the receiving yards. I mean, Evan Ingram was the guy. 11 catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Parker Washington caught a touchdown pass. And let's see, ETN ran in a touchdown. So the Jags had four touchdowns. They missed a two-point conversion. That's where they came up with the 27 points, and the Jaguars lose 31 to 27. There were absolutely some, you know, some injuries in this game. Andre Sisco, I believe, went down. Um, so you got a lot of guys playing, a lot of different guys playing on defense for the Jaguars. Um, Devin Lloyd, number 33, 11 total tackles, four solo tackles. Buster Brown playing with, with defensive backs going down left and right. Monteric Brown, Buster Brown, seven total tackles, seven total tackles, and they were seven solo tackles. Four State Alicoon, seven total tackles, five solo tackles. I'll have to check the health on Alicoon. It seemed like he was in there the whole game, but he's normally the leading tackler. Um, they must have been running away from him. Rayshon Jenkins, six tackles, five solo tackles. Rayshon came out of the game with an injury, came right back in, went back out. He was in and out of the game, battling injuries in the second half. Josh Allen, uh, let's see, five total tackles, five solo tackles, two tackles for losses, but no sacks, no quarterback hits. Uh, were there any sacks? Uh, Antonio Johnson, how about this guy? AJ, guy that I love out of Texas A&M, had a sack in the game. AJ, he's going to play a lot of football for the Jaguars. Fifth-round pick out of Texas A&M. I think he was a steal. The Jags had one sack all day, and it was by a safety. It was by a safety, Antonio Johnson. Now, you know, let's go down and take a look at some, some other things that, you know, happened with the defense. On some interceptions, you had Zay Jones make it a tackle. Evan Ingram made a tackle. Uh, these are offensive players that had to make a tackle after an interception was thrown. Jags had one sack all day. It was Antonio Johnson. A.J., fifth-round pick in 2023 out of Texas A&M. So let's pull up Trayvon Walker. Now, I know he was in there. He was in there late in the game. Had two tackles, one solo tackle. No sacks, no quarterback hits. What's going on with Trayvon Walker? It seems like, man, he works so hard. I'll have a good, decent game and then nothing. Or, well, he had two tackles and one solo tackle. Um, I don't see Roy Robertson. There we go. Roy Robertson Harris did not have any tackles last week. Today he had one tackle, one solo tackle. Uh, I mentioned Tyler Lacey from the 2023 draft. He got in the game briefly. Uh, Daniel Thomas had to come in. Uh, kid out of Auburn, probably playing his last year with the Jaguars. One tackle, one solo tackle. He had to come in and play due to injuries. 
And so there you go. There's, um, there's basically the defensive stats, my take on it. Uh, rushing the football, uh, Travis Etienne, 14 carries, 35 yards. But this was a game in which you're coming from behind most of the game, so you're throwing the ball more. Uh, Travis Etienne, 14 carries, 35 yards, only two and a half yards per carry. One touchdown, though. Dernis Johnson, three carries, 12 yards. Trevor Lawrence did run the ball three times for 11 yards in the game on a high ankle sprain. Man, I, I don't, I really don't have much more to say. I think the defense has had some injuries for the Jags. The offense has had some injuries. The Jags playing some backups across the offensive line. You know, we talked about, you know, uh, Hintz coming in, Shatley and Hintz, uh, Shatley and Hintz, I saw them uh, both playing absolutely, you know, both playing in the fourth quarter. So you got backups in there. Gaylor asked me, when's Cam Robinson coming back? I can't believe Cam Robinson will be back, you know, anytime soon. I, I, I think maybe in a couple of weeks, maybe two, three, four weeks or by the playoffs or maybe before the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Cam Robinson, they, they need him at left tackle. There's no doubt about it. The Jags have injury problems. Walker Little, the other left tackle, um, has injuries. So you got some issues across the Jaguars' offensive line. I'm going to consult with uh, Gaylor on what what the offensive line is doing. But I know uh, Hans was in there. Hans was absolutely in there. And uh, let's see. Trying to say, I looked up, yeah, Brett Hans. That's how you pronounce his name, Brett Hans. Um, he's a a guard with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He picked him up in a trade a couple of years ago. Um, David Njoku had two touchdowns in this game for the Browns, and and the Browns got off to a good start, fourteen to nothing in the game. Um, so it's it's interesting. It looks like. Uh, Wow, Ezra Cleveland had to start at left tackle. Jag start third string. Uh, Blake Hansen the game. There were, I mean, I mean they had they, these are what you call moving parts across the offensive line. Nathan Rourke was uh, the third string quarterback. He was actually signed to the active roster. However, uh, Trevor Lawrence played the whole game, so give Trevor credit. Probably maybe paid, played uh, played with a little bit of pain today uh, in the game as well. Did we want to take a look at any more stats? Um, Cleveland, um, Jerome Ford, 12 carries, 51 yards for Cleveland, 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, one carry for five yards. Joe Flacco. Did Joe get sacked in the game one time? And it was by A.J. Antonio Johnson, the rookie out of Texas A&M, fifth-round pick by the Jaguars. One sack for four yards. Trayvon Walker could not catch Joe Flacco at all. Could not catch him. We have friends and listeners. We have inconsistency on defense. Jaguars scored enough points to beat Cincinnati, but they gave up more than they scored. Same deal with Cleveland. Now, we do know that Trevor Lawrence threw three interceptions, and that is part of the equation as well. We'll take a look at North Florida Entertainment coming up next. You're listening 
uh, to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Okay, I got, um, we're here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 84. We salute former Jaguars wide receivers, um, Reggie Barlow, back, played back in the late 1990s. Um, also salute Cesar Shorts, who wore number 84, you know, later on in the 2000s. Those are the two guys that the best two guys that wore 84, Cecil Shorts and Reggie Barlow. Reggie Barlow's now a coach in the XFL. That's right. So um, we wanted to uh, kind of delve into the fact that there's a lot of injuries this time of the year. I, I asked uh, Gaylor to find out who started the game for me at offensive line. Uh, the normal starter, Luke Fordner, started center. And then you got movable parts. Uh, Blake Hans actually started at left tackle, and he's basically a guard. Um, Ezra Cleveland started at left guard. Anton Harrison at right tackle. Brandon Sheriff at right guard. And Gaylor said, I believe it's right. I believe that's the five that started. Okay, that's that sounds about right. We also saw Shatley in the game in the fourth quarter. So you got a lot of moving parts across the offensive line. You had um, – you had a couple of guards in there in um, in uh, Hans and of course um, um, uh, Shatley. Tyler Shatley came into the game late. Uh, Luke Fortner, your starting center, but you know the key thing was you really had the the whole left side of the line was kind of makeshift. You had Blake Hans starting at uh, left tackle, Ezra Cleveland left guard. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, though, is a guy that needs to play because the Jaguars traded for him from the Vikings uh, for a draft pick, a day three pick. I think maybe a six-round pick. So, But you got a lot of moving parts. There's no Walker Little starting today at left tackle, even at guard. And the offensive line, that seemed to be a deep unit at one time, is now really injury plagued. Cam Robinson out with an injury. Uh, Walker Little out with an injury. And so the whole left side of the line kind of kind of makeshift. And that's a key part of the line protecting Trevor. Trevor was sacked four times in this game today. And again, Cleveland wins. Uh, Cleveland Browns 31, Jacksonville Jaguars 27. We will take a look at uh, North Florida Entertainment. That usually uh, involves me taking a look at Jacksonville Iceman Hockey, give you the latest uh, – standings in the East Coast Hockey League Southern Division. Last we checked, uh, when we did a podcast yesterday, the um, Iceman had 11 wins. I believe they were 11-7-2. They're now 11-8-2. They're in third place in the East Coast Hockey League Southern Division. Greenville Swamp Rabbits, 34 points at the top of the division. South Carolina Stingrays, 26 points. Iceman with 24 total points. Florida Everblades with 22. They also, this is just the Southern Division. They've got four big divisions in the East Coast Hockey League. Florida Everblades in fourth place with 22 points. 
let's see, Orlando Solar Bears next to 22 points, essentially tied with the Everblades. Savannah Ghost Pirates, 20 points. They move into sixth place. And the Atlanta Gladiators at 18 points round out the bottom in seventh place of the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. So that's some of what's going on in the East Coast Hockey League in the Southern Division. That's part of North Florida Entertainment. Probably one of the best entertainment values for a family out there is Jacksonville Iceman Hockey, North Florida's hockey team. Let's take a look at the last game the Iceman uh, played for you. Uh, let me pull up some some results, and we can give you, um, let's see, results on the Iceman's uh, last game. Let's do that for you now. Um, and there's a lot of teams in this East Coast Hockey League. There's well over 20 teams. There's four different divisions. Uh, Savannah Ghost Pirates, give them some credit. They beat the first place Greenville Swamp Rabbits at Greenville on December the 10th. As we speak, Savannah Ghost Pirates four, Greenville Swamp Rabbits one. Let me see the Jacksonville Iceman last game they played. We may have actually had that on the last podcast episode. Yeah, the Iceman um, lost to Norfolk. Norfolk Admirals 4, Jacksonville Iceman 1 up in Norfolk. Um, the, you know, the Iceman actually beat the Admirals 4-1 to one back on December the 8th. So the Iceman beat them 4-1. to one. Then Norfolk turned around the next day on December the 9th and beat the Iceman 4-1. to one. And uh, we mentioned the Iceman now. Let's see, they're now 11-8. and eight. I'll pull up the standings one more time just to double-check. The Iceman record, the Jacksonville Iceman playing in the vast East Coast Hockey League, well over 20 teams in this minor league um, hockey league. The East Coast Hockey League is essentially a double-A league, I think. The AHL, the American Hockey League, is probably considered, say, triple-A to the NHL. But the East Coast Hockey League is a good league, probably double-A in hockey. Jacksonville, 11 wins, 8 losses, and 2 overtime losses. Uh, we will take a look at uh, more North Florida entertainment. Let's take a look at the uh, concerts here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Absolutely episode show number 84. The most episodes we've done in a season. We're still in 2023. The Jaguars are now 8-5, and five, still in first place. In the AFC South Division, let's pull up some uh, concerts. We're brought to you by LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. The Mad Max Mix, uh, .weebly.com. And Saucerility and Capital for your North Florida real estate needs. For your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, you can find Saucerility and Capital on our website and our homepage near the 24-7 North Florida uh, weather information. So we'll pull up uh, some concerts in the area. We still need to update some more shows, but we've got a lot of shows still listed. Uh, by the way, make sure, plus, we tell you about the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday Night Musical Quest Show. The Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday Night Music Request Show on Wednesday nights from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, and can be accessed 
at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. That's madmaxmix.weebly.com. Um, and, of course, you can find the link um, on our our website, too, bigjreport.com. You'll find the link where you can find an easy-to-click-on link to listen to Mad, Mad Max's show on Wednesday evenings. Listen to the Mad Max Mix Wednesday evenings, 6 to 8 Central Time, 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock Eastern Time. You can either click on our Neighbors 2 section near the concert area and find a link for Mad Max's show on Wednesday evening or click on the outside the box section. Here's the uh, shows coming up. Um, let's take a look at uh, Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Florida Theater on December the 11th. Heck, that's uh, Monday night, right? Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida on Monday night, December the 11th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, Carla Bonoff, probably Carla Bonoff, best known for her song personally and other songs too. Carla Bonoff in concert in Ponte Vedra, Florida at the Ponte Vedra uh, Concert Hall on Thursday night, January the 11th of 2024 at 7.30 p.m. Also, Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame. Coming to North Florida in just a few weeks, Kansas will be playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024. Again, that's Kansas. Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame coming to North Florida in just a few weeks. Kansas playing in the newly renovated and revamped Florida Theater. They got a completely new air conditioning and heating system in there as well. Enjoy. I think they, when they remodeled or renovated or revamped the Florida Theater, I think they put close to $8 million into it. Check out a show there. Kansas playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th. And that's of 2024. Again, that's Kansas playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida, right there along Forsyth Street. Uh, let's see, Gladys Knight performing also at the Florida Theater on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. again at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. The Starship featuring Mickey Davis at 7.30 p.m. on March the 9th of 2024 at the Thrasher Horn Center in Orange Park, Florida. Right there uh, near the Duval Clay border. Uh, here's a good one. Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night, September the 27th of 2024. That's a few months away. That's Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night, September the 27th of 2024 at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. And we're going to take a look at uh, some some NFL scores, some early games, because it does appear like the Jacksonville Jaguars got some help today. The Jaguars lost. They're on a two-game losing skid. They, they lost at home Monday night against Cincinnati. Now they've lost on Sunday, December the 10th uh, to Cleveland. The uh, Cleveland Jaguars score was, of course, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars um, actually getting beat by Cleveland. Cleveland 31, the Jaguars defense giving up 31 points, but Trevor helped that cause by throwing three interceptions early in the game. Uh, of all people, Joe Flacco throws two touchdown 
passes to the tight end, Najoku, early in the game. Those were both in the uh, first quarter, first half, I believe. Cleveland wins the game 31-27. However, however, the Jets are a team you can never count on. You can pick them. You can pick them to win in the pools and pick them to win in the pools, and all of a sudden they beat Houston 30-6. to All of a sudden the Jets, the Jets, with some offense, New York Jets, uh, 30 Houston Texans, six. The loss by Houston keeps the Jaguars a game ahead of uh, Houston, even though the Jags lost to Cleveland. Uh, let's see, Chicago Bears beat Detroit. Big win for Chicago. Boy, Detroit just cannot put it completely together, even though they're probably the best team in that division. Chicago Bears, 28. Detroit Lions, 13 on Sunday, December the 12th. Uh, New Orleans beat Carolina. New Orleans 28, Carolina 6. To give you just a few of the scores, Cleveland 31, Jacksonville 27. Um, the Jaguars got some more help from Cincinnati. Cincinnati playing pretty good, turning on the Jets or the Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals 34, the Indianapolis Colts 14. So what has happened is the Jaguars, Texans, and the Colts have all lost. Um, you know, in the worst team in the division, let's see, let's take a look. We'll take a look at the, we'll pull up the, the standings, by the way, in a moment. Uh, San Francisco beating Seattle 20 to 10 in the third quarter. Buffalo's up 14 to seven over Kansas city in the third quarter. Denver 10 to nothing lead in the third quarter. Eagles play the Cowboys on uh, Sunday night football. Monday night, Tennessee from the AFC South, 4-8, and eight, plays the 9-3 Miami Dolphins on Monday night football. There's actually two Monday night games. Green Bay, 6-6, six and six, plays the New York Giants, 4-8 and eight, on Monday night. Last Thursday, last Thursday night, somehow, someway, New England beat Pittsburgh. New England, 21, Pittsburgh, 18. That was a game that was actually played on Thursday night. Um... Let's see, that was actually a Thursday night game, December the 7th. Somehow, Bill Belichick, it was a big win for Bill Belichick. He's kind of been on the hot seat. New England 21, Pittsburgh 18, and I believe that game was played at Pittsburgh. So that's a, that's a big win for the Patriots. That's probably the most offense, the most points they've scored in a while. They've had some bad games where they've not scored many at all. But New England 21, Pittsburgh Steelers 18, Back on Thursday night, December the 7th. And um, again, mainly concentrating on the final scores. Cleveland 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars 27, New Orleans 28, Carolina 6. Jets demolish Houston up in New York. New York Jets 30, Houston Texans 6, the final score. Uh, Tampa Bay in a critical NFC South game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 29 the Atlanta Falcons, 25. Um, that's kind of a weird score, but Tampa Bay wins it. Tampa Bay Bucks 29. Atlanta Falcons, 25, the final. We'll take a look at some up-to-date standings. Jaguars, very fortunate to still be in first place after losing two in a row. Miami, Miami and Baltimore, and actually Baltimore has the best record in the AFC now at uh, – 10 and 3. Baltimore's got a two-game lead over Cleveland. Cleveland's 8 and 5. 
Can you believe that? They won a couple of real close games a few weeks ago. They're hanging in there. They're tough at home. Cleveland beat the Jaguars 31-27. Cleveland is now eight up and five down. While the Jaguars have the same record, eight up, eight wins, five losses. Checking the AFC South division, the Jacksonville Jaguars eight and five. Indianapolis Colts one game back at seven and six. Texans still in breathing. They're in breathing distance at seven and six, but they lost big time to the Jets. 30 to 6. Can you imagine that? Titans seem to be out of it at 4 and 8 in the bottom of the AFC South division, but the Colts and Texans still just one game behind the Jaguars. Jaguars very fortunate the Colts and Texans both lost on this Sunday, December the 10th. Kansas City Chiefs are 8 and 4. Denver 6 and 6. Somehow they moved into second place. That is obviously the Sean Payton factor. Denver's been playing a lot better football the last month. So that's some of what's uh, going on in the NFL. Eagles still with the best record in the NFC at 10-2. and two. Cowboys 9-3. and three. Uh, Detroit loses to the Bears. They're now 9-4. and four. How about the NFC South? Nobody has a winning record. You get a three-way tie for first place. Tampa Bay 6-7, the Atlanta Falcons 6-7. Tampa Bay beat Atlanta on Sunday, December the 10th, 29-25. New Orleans Saints uh, was a huge – they got a huge uh, victory too. New Orleans Saints now, let's see, 6-7. They did get a win. New Orleans did get a win today. Carolina Panthers, probably the worst team in the league. Carolina Panthers at rock bottom in the NFC South at 1 up and 12 down. So that is a look at uh, the Chill Shirt Report podcast. Jaguars still atop the AFC South with an 8-5 and five record, but Houston, the Houston Texans are 7-6, and six, and the Colts are 7-6, and six, both one game behind the Jaguars in the AFC South division. That's going to do it for the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. want to thank our contributor and correspondent and supporter of the podcast, John Gaylor. Thank you so much, John. Our executive producer, JC, thank you so much. JC, we appreciate you doing such a great job as our executive producer. Alex Nunnery, thank you so much. David Martin, our semi-pro football insider, still happy about Alabama winning the Southeastern Conference Championship. Alabama will play Michigan in one of the semifinal games. And again, you know, as you know, um, Texas playing Washington in the other semifinal game on New Year's Day on January the 1st of 2024. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, we have been eloquently produced by our executive producer, JC, also by Alex Nunry. Thank you to John Gaylor, our, our correspondent, you know, of our podcast, one of our correspondents of the podcast, contributor and supporter of the podcast, John Gaylor. Thank you so much. This is going to do it. Episode show number 84 in the books in 2023 episode show number 84 of the teal shirt report podcast jaguars losing to cleveland cleveland browns 31 jacksonville jaguars 27 on sunday december the 10th of 2023 that'll do it for episode show number number 84 episode show number 84 the teal shirt report podcast i'm your host i'm scott i'm out until next time you have a great day